Welcome to Leverage Women Podcast, where we equip, inspire, and connect women in the leadership that God has called them to. So, Michelle, welcome to the Leverage Podcast. We are so thrilled to have you here. You've been part of our tribe for a number of years. And I think back to when we started this whole dream and you were at the table with us as we envisioned what this could be and how we could impact women. And here we are today. And we are so excited to hear from you, hear your story, hear what God is doing to the leadership that he's called you to. So welcome. Thank you, Krista. I'm just really excited to, to see you. It's been a while. I know it really has. I, I feel like I see glimpses of you because I follow you on Instagram and I see your gorgeous granddaughter, Davy, and so I sort of see what's happening in your life. But to have a real time conversation is a gift. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. So I just am grateful that you're here. And to our listeners, Michelle is a pastor at Coquitlam Alliance in Coquitlam, British Columbia. She has a passion for missions. She has a passion to see people come to Christ. And her, her role there has actually morphed over the last few years. And so I'm just going to give her, um, Michelle, could you just maybe give us a little bit of an explanation of where you were when you started at Coquitlam Alliance and where you've landed currently in your role there? Yeah, um, I, I I always say I happened there by accident. Um, <laughs> I, I I was asked to uh, if I would speak to the executive director at the time or the executive executive pastor at the time when they were looking for a woman's pastor, and um, this isn't something that I normally would have sought out, uh, but because of some circumstances, I I knew that God was calling me to leave the church that I got saved in, which was really hard, and uh, and join the team at Coquitlam Alliance. And it has been an amazing journey. I mean, I've learned so much, I've grown so much, um, very humbling in so many ways, um, but also because they've allowed me to kind of grow in my passions and my giftings. And so uh, my job has uh, changed over the years and I, I now oversee evangelism. I still do a little bit of women's discipleship, but I, they kind of move me in and around in different areas, um, even with missions a little bit. So. Well, that's great. And you know, when I uh, first met you, of course, you were uh, the pa women's pastor. And in that context, I got to travel with you. Yeah. To we're going to talk a little bit about that in our time here together today. Uh, and I, the one thing that was just so affirming to me when I heard about the shift in your role was just, I, you know, your passion to see people come to Christ, your passion for evangelism is just so crystal clear. And to have that avenue open to you to be using your gifts in that way within the context of Coquitlam Alliance and the surrounding area and the people that you know there. Wonderful to see that happening in your life. And so I'm really just excited to see what the coming years are going to look like for you as you continue to serve in that capacity. So, yes, so am I, actually. Yay. Yeah. Yay. I think it's I great. Well, I'm excited about our time to chat here today. And um, for our listeners, just want to let you know that uh, Michelle and I are going to talk about uh, her, her role in leadership, some of the experiences that God has brought her through that have brought her to the place where she is now, given her the passions that she has. And, um, but really, Michelle, I think we need to start with some basics today. And just would you share with us some of the things that make you smile of late in your life? 
oh, well, that one's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I just had my granddaughter over yesterday, yesterday Davy. Um, she's 14 months and she's just, oh, just pure joy. No matter what's going on in my life, as soon as I see her, I forget everything. It's just amazing. So that has been such a gift from God. And uh, you know what? I, I also feel like I'm learning God's love for me all over again, um, just by that love for her and, you know, and just seeing her grow and, um, oh, and just when she just reaches up for me and, and wants and mm -hmm. says my name, Nana, and wants me, you know, like, and I just realized what God's heart does when, when we're reaching out for him. And, and so it's been a really amazing experience. You know, it is, you're so right, like that unconditional joy and love. Uh, that you see in that little person is such an incredible reminder. And, you know, I just smile. I just watched an Instagram video of you that you posted today of her climbing on your bed and climbing off the bed and toddling away in her cute little jean jacket. She kind of <laughs> looks like her Nana in her cute little jean jacket. And, and, and the other thing, Michelle, that I find quite tongue in cheek funny is that you have gone from posting, uh, copious amounts of video about on your kitty cat <laughs> to uh you you've morphed it's now all about davy and i find that quite mm -hmm. funny because as you know from a lot of my instagram posts i have a puppy dog that is just uh, i just love that dog so much and as late as today erica was here working at our island in the kitchen doing her work she works for back to the bible canada She's doing some editing and stuff at my island today and she came and took this picture of me with Mona and we posted it and the funny part about the picture is down in the corner of the picture you can see that there's a photograph of Vincent and Erica on their wedding day and we laughed because front and center in my life of course is this dog and way down in the corner of the picture <laughs> and is is my daughter in her wedding dress and she's like well we know where we stand mom so we're kind of laughing about that. But I have a feeling in my life that it's somehow somebody a grandbaby. Possibly Mona could take that. 100%. <laughs> and you're, you're now a resident of Langley. I am, yeah. How, how recent was your move oh, to Langley? It was right smack in the middle of, um, of quarantine. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, which really interesting trying to move during that um april was it yeah, yeah. it was mid-april okay. that we moved so it's brand new yeah. you're brand new resident of langley yeah so. i i don't feel like i really know the area that well yet because we haven't gone out right so, right yeah and lots and of things are closed because no one's leaving their house so it's a little strange um yeah. but okay. but I, I do i do love the commute everyone asks me about the commute it's actually only 16 minutes Sometimes I go the long way, just to have a little bit longer. Um, I love the commute for some reason. You know, it's just that time with God on the way in and that decompressing time on the way back. I never thought it would be so good for me, but I haven't you know, seen the traffic yet. Yeah, it might change, but you know, you get the right, yeah, you get the right podcast on there. You get some worship music going, you hear a good preach. Uh, it can be a wonderful time. I have a little bit of a hefty commute every day. Uh, right now I don't. Right now I'm in my home office. But when I have that commute, I've used it for worship. I've also used it just as a really productive time to do phone calls. Yes. Um, so I've used it as part of my work day. 
that, that, that can be a thing. So, well, that's really good to hear. I'm glad to know that your granddaughter is front and center in your life. I don't blame you one iota. And uh, really happy that you have uh, a beautiful place in Langley. It looks from the pictures I've seen you post, looks like a beautiful place. So congratulations on your move. That's wonderful. So, you know, Michelle, for, I, I really love to get to know you. You're, uh, a lot of them are part of our leverage tribe and, and a lot of them are aspiring in ministry and a lot of them have dreams about what they would want to do, but don't know how those are going to get realized in their life. And I thought it would be so encouraging if you shared some of your journey into ministry, like where your journey with Jesus began and how that catapulted you into the ministry that you're doing now. I think that that's, you know, a snapshot of that journey would be so encouraging for them. And for me, hmm. would you like to share that with us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, well, I didn't know the Lord until I guess I was 23. And um, so before that, I, you know, I had been a teenage mom. I got pregnant with my daughter at 16, which is why I'm a Nana already. <laughs> um, so uh, I actually, I had an encounter with the Lord that um, um, I was on my way actually to have an abortion with my daughter and I had an encounter with the Lord. Um, I didn't know who he was, but I knew it was a higher power of some sort. It was enough to scare me into not having an abortion. Wow. And yeah, praise God. I mean, the greatest blessings of my life now are, you know, are, are through, um, you know, my daughter and, and my granddaughter now. And, um, but so I knew that there was a God at that point. I just didn't know who he was and it wasn't until I went to Alpha at 23 years old that I, I met Jesus and so I see now that you know my journey with Jesus actually was always there I didn't know I wasn't aware of it but I see what him in my life you know and yeah. just how he just came around me and put people around me and I so I've always felt like I've I was his he was not gonna let me go you know and so but um my husband at the time um, ended up leaving me and it was a devastating time. And I think that was the first uh, where my Christianity kind of got rocked a little bit. It wasn't about having the nice life anymore, the perfect looking life, or if I do everything right, then everything will go well. But um, that's where I really met Jesus. That's where Jesus um, didn't, wasn't just my comfort. He actually came, you know, my husband, my comforter, my companion. And at that time, I also started um, doing BSF and uh, it's a Bible study fellowship and, and just fell in love with the word of God. He just, I started hearing him speak to me through the word and, um, you know, I would just have questions for him. And then next thing you know, in my, in my homework that week, he was answering them like it, it was so personal. And so I think that... Um, my journey in ministry was by accident. I fell in love with him. And what happens when you fall in love with someone is you want to share all about that person. It's like when you fall in love with your, your spouse, you know, you just want to talk about him all the time. And so I was just talking about him to anyone who would listen and, and sharing about his word. And then next thing you know, you're, you're kind of getting pulled into things like and it's very sneaky I didn't realize what was happening until next thing you know um you're just you see a need and you just feel like you have to fill it you know um and yeah so anyways I was doing that at my church and 
um, I wasn't supposed to be in a ministry role, but it ended up being ministry. And so, and, but I, I just, I could never see myself as a pastor and, and I really hate titles in that sense. They actually overwhelm me and, and make me scared. So I didn't want a ministry. And then when I got called over to Coquitlam Alliance, um, yeah, that was, that was a really big step for me. And it was a step of obedience, not of one that I jumped in excited about, but uh, definitely um, it's been an adventure. So how long have you been at Coquitlam Alliance? Oh, that's a good oh. question. What year is it? <laughs> 2020? <laughs> I guess it's been a little over five years. Wow. So when I met you, when I originally met you, you really hadn't been at Coquitlam Alliance too long yet. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it was pretty mean? new. Yeah, we meet three and a half years ago, four years ago. It's been a while. Hmm. Because we met, and then before you know it, we're on an airplane flying to Ethiopia. <laughs> I know. I never thought in a million years I would get you there. I, so I got that email from you that you'd send out to women leaders that you knew across mm-hmm. the lower mainland. And I looked at it, and I went, wow, Michelle Hart wants me to come to Ethiopia with her. I should... I should think about this. You know, it's about time that I did something like that. And I couldn't believe all the, all the pieces fell into place. It was, it was God ordained right from the beginning. I uh, just thought I had a heart attack when I got your response that you, that you would consider this and pray about it. <laughs> it was like a token email to you. I really did not think you would say yes. And you know, Michelle, that trip that I took with you to Gojo and all, you know, all the experiences that we had what really struck me and what I still come back to and what has really even changed the way I do leadership development training is that with those church planters, those young pastors, the thing that I realized is that the only leadership development tools they wanted were the ones that were straight out of the word of God. And it really set me on a trajectory of looking into the scripture and pulling out the leadership develop the, the leadership training that we see there and imparting that rather than just going, oh, here's some really great tips, some hot tips on how to do leadership. And then, oh, here's let's smack a Bible verse on it to make it all look good. It's that altering of your worldview in the sense that it is a biblical worldview, that everything is filtered through the lens of the scripture. It's the only thing that they know to be true. Yeah. And live out of it. And, and you do see the spirit of God at work in very real ways. They expect it and they are not surprised by it where we come in and we're like, what, Ooh, what's happening? It's powerful. Can you give us a little update on, do you know what's happening over there with the Petros network right now? Um, Well, they're, they're continuing to do their work. Unfortunately, we can't get over there right now to do training, Um, but they're doing wonderful things. And they're really, so the, the churches act as, um, you know, the pastors of the churches that we, that we plant um, or that their local denominations plant through Petros, um, they really act as changing agents in that community. So, um, so we also have a lot of humanitarian programs um, um, associated with Petros Network, but it all goes through the local church. And so it's not the white person, you know, giving handouts. It's, it's the church really caring and showing the love of Jesus to their community. And so um, we're really amping up the clinics 
that we've, um, okay. yeah, and the help there for, especially with the pandemic and, um, and, you know, just, you know, the food and the, uh, just yeah, in that way as well. Hmm. Um, I really hope that we can get back there soon in the fall. Oh, yeah, I know it's, um, it, it's life changing. And I know you've expressed it to me this way, that every time you go, it just feeds your soul and keeps you on track because it makes everything, it, everything is so real. Um, yeah coming coming out of there and um, you know when you think about what you see God doing in in and through the Petros network in Ethiopia the work God is doing in other places in the world what do you think as a pastor in our region what do you see is the greatest spiritual roadblock for us here and now in our culture I I kind of liken it to um, you know when you've been snacking all day on junk food and you're not hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to, uh, you know, when you are eating healthy meals, you know when it's time to eat again. You know, when you're hungry for that healthy meal and you desire the nutrition and you desire uh, the real food. Um, we're just, we're so prosperous and we're um, so mm -hmm. comfortable and we're so distracted and. You know, I used to come back, I used to go there and think, oh my goodness, we are so blessed to be born in Canada. And that started to shift after a couple trips because I started to realize, um, you know, poverty in, in our spiritual lives, in our faith. And I realized that um, it's really, I, I actually now feel like they are the blessed ones. Um, it's really hard to be on fire for Jesus here. You have to work really hard um, to not allow these other things to just steal the spiritual life out of you and distract you and get you focused on things that maybe look good, but they're not, they're not pure milk, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's so much easier to be on fire for Jesus over there and, and we need to do something. And, and I kind of have been praying for God to do something and then, you know, who knows what's happening right now. And then you kind of wrestle with that because you actually don't want it to happen. You like your comfort. You know, it's one of those things. And, you know, it's so fascinating is when you talk about um, really it's our comfort. It's the, it's the snacking all day in our culture that we're not hungry for more. That's a really great picture. I can so through. And especially thinking, you know, during the season when so many of us are isolated, or at least even at this point, still working a few days at home, not going into the office like we normally would or whatever, you realize, you know, everybody talks about the, the poundage that we're gaining because we're snacking all day, snacking, but not because we're starving for community and real connection and I think that you know maybe this is a horrible time for us to be in in our culture maybe this uh, pandemic is not great but I'm going to read something for us just so I just got this I looked at it just before we came on the call and it it, it was sent from one of my friends uh, she's an, um, a nurse in the infant uh, ICU out in Abbotsford and she writes this she says some encouragement for today it says here, sometimes I just want to stop. I want to stop talking about COVID, protests, looting, brutality. I lose my way, become convinced that this new normal is real life. But then I meet an 87-year-old who talks of living through polio, diphtheria, Vietnam protests, and yet still enchanted with life. 
He seemed surprised when I said that 2020 must be especially challenging for him. No, he said slowly, looking at me straight in the eyes. I learned a long time ago not to see the world through the printed headlines. I see the world through the people who surround me. I see the world through the realization that we love big. Therefore, I choose to write my own headlines. Husbands love wives today. Family drops everything to come to grandma, but grandma's bedside. He patted my hand. Old man makes new friend, he said. His words collide with my worries, freeing them from the tether I had been holding tight. They, they flow away. I'm left with a renewed spirit. My headline now reads, woman overwhelmed by the spirit of kindness and the reminder that our capacity to love is never ending. And what we know to be true, we read that, but what we know to be true is that our capacity to love is through Jesus Christ. And it is not, it's never ending. And I think we have this opportunity to recalibrate oh, and to recognize true. what's really true and what's really real for us right now. What do we need to cling to? And I'm going to tell you, Michelle, I know my neighbors better now than I have in 20 years of living on the street mm, because yeah. of what we've been through. As late as last night, walking down the street and chatting with one of the ladies that lives not too far from me, hearing her story, figuring out her kids are the same age, her, you know, uh, you know, unprovoked by me, sharing with me that her grandmother was a woman of faith. Like, you know, I, I don't know what God's going to do with that, but the spiritual roadblock, you're so right, of just snacking so we don't know what we're hungry for. So and maybe we're getting a little glimpse of what we're really hungry for. So we're going to draw our time to, uh, together to a close here in a bit, but I wanted to share with us um, about what happened, what's been going on in your life over the last year in particular, and what God has been teaching you about the leadership that he's called to and how that, they are, that leadership is colliding with the longings of your heart. Where is God taking you? What is he giving you capacity for? What burns in you as you look at where God is taking you, where, who he's wanting you to minister to? Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where you might be going with this question. I don't know what we've had. I don't think we've talked in a really long time. Have we talked? I know. Well, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. I do know you've alluded to the fact that over the last year, God took you on a journey. You went on a trip. I think you were in um, God spoke into your life and it actually catapulted you into this new position in your church. That's where I'm going with this question. Okay, yeah. That shed a little light on it for you. Yeah, it does. Well, I, I got to just make this quick, but I, I it actually started 17 years ago, 18 years ago now when I got saved um, through Alpha. I got saved on the Holy Spirit weekend. Now, it was a Pentecostal church, so there was a huge emphasis on the gift of tongues on, on the Holy Spirit weekend, and I didn't get the gift of tongues, and I was devastated. I was so upset about this. I had given my life to, to Jesus, and I wanted this gift of tongues just for confirmation. And um, anyway, so... Later, uh, there's a, um, or does God still heal today? And Nikki Gumbel tells a really funny story. Um, he's, he talks about how uh, John Wimber was at his church and um, they were, he was, you know, teaching them over at Holy Trinity Brompton about healing. Anyways, long story short, um, 
Nikki knows that he he's one of the people that they've been given a word to, but he doesn't want it because it's just weird to him. So, um, but anyway, so he just asked for prayer for for his ministry instead, and um, and he doesn't accept the prayer for healing. So he asked for prayer for his ministry for anointing because he was new in ministry, and they start praying over him. And he said it was like a lightning bolt going through his body, um, and he fell over. And they were every time they prayed more power, it was just so much that he started praying against it, no more power. And it was just this um, huge, uh, it was so funny the way he tells it. I wish uh, I could tell it like him. Anyways, they eventually take him out so they could continue with the service. And John Wimber says, God has given that man the ability to share Jesus uh, with the world. And hence we know Alpha comes out of that. And so, I, I don't know where this boldness comes from, but I come back from that video and we go back to our tables for group. And I announced to my whole table that it doesn't matter that I didn't get the gift of tongues because one day Nikki Gumbel's going to pray for me and I'm going to get something better than tongues, whatever that was. I'm going to get that. <laughs> anyway, so leading Alpha, how many times over the years, you know, I, I always cringe in that video because I'm like, oh, that's so embarrassing that I announced that to my table. What was I thinking? And then in the fall, I get this email out of nowhere from Alpha Canada, and uh, they wanted to meet with my husband and I, and uh, who helps me lead Alpha a lot of the time. And um, anyways, then we, we were invited to London for um, something called the Alpha Collective. There's a hundred pastors from around the world and we come together for a week. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm trying not to get excited about this. And, and so we, we, we said we would go. And, um, and then a, a week before I left, I get a, a call from Alpha Canada again saying, you know, would you um, let Nikki Gumbel interview you in front of their staff? They have about 300 staff. And, and I said, sure. So now I know I'm going to meet him and I'm going to talk to him. And this is a huge deal for me, right? Because I got saved through this man's face and voice. And um, so I get there and I didn't realize in London, it's like the queen and then Nikki Gumbel is like right under the queen, right? So you're not going to get a queen Gumbel. It's fairly, he's like, Shh you know all over the place even interview I didn't even get to talk to him before he just interviews me and then he's out of there so um it didn't look like it was going to happen but on the very last day um just as we were closing up I someone from the Alpha UK team pulls me off to the side and asks you know can Nikki Gumbel pray for you and I was so confused why this was happening and he said Nikki Gumbel asked if he could pray for you he's just gone to find a private space so, um, yeah, so anyways, I'm just in tears at this point because I'm like, what is going on? Like, was that like, did God give me a word of knowledge when I was a three-week-old believer? Or is he just like having, you know, just mercy on me and just because <laughs> he knows my heart was so set on it. And so um, anyway, so he brings this woman and knowing who she is and they start praying for me. I tell him a story. Anyways, it's hilarious. He's laughing through his prayer. It's not even, it's nothing like, it's so anticlimactic, no bowling lights or, you know, um, any, but as soon as he's done, uh, she starts speaking a prophetic word over me that literally just brought me to my knees and I'm shaking. It was like, I was hearing the voice of God directly, mm. um, using very, very personal words that only God would know that I've spoken to him before. And so I'm just weeping. And um, anyways, long story short, as soon as she's finished, she goes up on stage and she is the head of Nikki Gumbel, of their church planting um, organization. So Nikki, they have a church, they plant churches all throughout uh, the UK. And um, uh, they also have a school of ministry to raise up 
um, people that aren't just um, you know middle class white male vicars, right? Um, so they're they're raising up vicars that um, are are all different ethnicities. You know, from the inner city, all of this. So, anyways, and I'm I'm listening, and it's like all of a my two passions, and I realized I had this passion for Alpha and this passion for church planting through Petros Network. Is that the indigenous leader and plant churches in places that regular, like we can't plant ourselves, you know? And I realized that um, it was always God had always given me these passions. I just felt like clay in his hands at that point you know like he had given me these passions as a three-week-old believer and now I'm realizing what he wants me to do with it you know that we actually there's a system where you're planting churches out of alpha and how it all worked together and I just was in awe of God that 17 18 years you know and he's been I don't know if that made any sense to you it's all over the map it's so complicated but it was 18 years before I got to fully understand why he had given me these two passions and how they played and how they were one, actually one in the same, you know? And so that's what my job is now, is that we are planting churches through Alpha and coming alongside other churches to um, help get their Alpha programs uh, working well and flourishing. And um, yeah, and so I'm just really excited, so. Oh, that is a phenomenal story. How God works, that's amazing, Michelle. I think that's encouraging. how to make it shorter. I, I know, but when you really think about, um, I well, I don't know, I think we'd all want to hear the long story. Uh, when you think just about how God has been at work in your life and you recognize that I think the thing we need to leave our listeners with today is don't forget that the, it's the long game that you're in. Like you don't know the beginning from the end. You don't know the, the experiences that God is going to use in your life to propel you forward or where you're going to land. And so you just get up every morning and you go, God, I want to serve you today. That really is the heart of your story because you had no idea what God was going to do. And yet he did abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. And it's, you would miss it. You'd miss it. If you just were always had your eye on the big fancy prize, Mm -hmm. you'd miss it. Yeah. And I think that's a lesson that's hard won for leaders because we all look at Nikki Gumbles and we all look at Christine Keynes and we all look at some of these, um, you know, these stars in, in our Christian world that propel us forward and inspire us and have a big stage. And we think that's where I need to be. And yet God's got a plan that's as unique as we are people in these small places and to do the work of ministry that is connecting people to the gospel and helping them plant a church helping churches other churches michelle that is phenomenal to be helping other churches run alpha well so that there is a place a table set for somebody to come and hear the gospel you know, That's you have such a good point there, and I just want to touch on that um, briefly. I get a lot of um, young girls, especially, asking me, how did you get into ministry, or how do I, you know, I feel like no one is using me and my gifts and, and that, and um, the only advice I have is stay close to Jesus, because his mm-hmm. plan for you is so much better than your plan for you. Um, yeah. It's so much more fulfilling, um, and it's so much more creative than the one you can come up with. Just stay close to him, and you don't have to make anything happen. He's going he's gonna to make it happen if you're just abiding. 
Um, and that's the only advice I have because I have not um, tried for any of this. I've just tried to stay close to him. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where the power is. Like that's where he is at work in us when it's so him and not us. And it is in the, it's in that, just that everyday obedience. We, we find our way out. Always will people as will something that's going to get written across the sky and it's grand and it's fabulous and yet I really believe that God's will is letting your feet at the floor in the morning and going God today I'll serve you I want to stay close to you today yeah. and in that that is really what His will is for us that is relationship with Him all the other stuff the Spirit working through us to bring other people to Him to make things happen, to inspire a vision. So it's just extra. And that's why this is such a gift this time. It's like we didn't know how to get, we were on that, you know, one of those hamster wheels. We didn't know how to get off. We knew something was wrong. We knew that we needed to make changes and we couldn't make it happen. We just couldn't, we couldn't get out of it. We needed something this big to just reset us and give us that, yeah. you know, just that new perspective and that understanding that, no, it starts with being, it starts with abiding. It starts with just being his image first, being, you know, close to him. So we know, you know, so we can be the image we were, you know, uh, yeah. created to bear. So, totally. yeah. Yeah, it's a really great point that you bring up. And I do believe that God is using this time. He's used that. He's used it in my life. I think I'm watching God show me how to redeem my time. So I'm not traveling like I was. I'm not um, spinning, like you said, the hamster wheel, just spinning and spinning and going and doing. I've had to kind of like stop and make a list and sit in one place. And there's so much communication to be done. In, um, in a much more streamlined way. And actually, I feel like it, one of the byproducts is we're better stewards of the world because we're not in our car every day. We're not running around every day. We're not traveling the same amount. And we're recognizing that it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be still. And it's okay that the people that you know and see live next door to you or down the street from you. So it's been really an amazing time for us, for sure. So as we close today, Michelle, just want to um, say, is there one message that you want to give our listeners today? Is there one thing you would like them to know from you today? Oh, I've talked a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, you know, you and I have have very similar personalities in some ways, but we're actually wired very differently. And um, we need the Krista Penners of this world. And then we also need the Michelle Hearts of this world. And I think that you are such a go-getter, you know, and, and you've got so much drive in you. Um, and then you've got me, who's always been kind of like a reluctant leader, kind of needing to get tricked into things. Um, and I would say, um, with either, no matter what type, how you're wired, both sides need to die to themselves. 
like I, I have so much dying to myself, you know, um, and, and so for those that are looking to get into leadership, no matter, uh, we're all going to look a little bit more similar when we start dying to ourselves and it being about Jesus and, and less about us because, you know, my pride is looking, being self-conscious or being nervous or feeling unqualified. It's still looking inward, right? It's turning in on myself instead of being focused on God and um, someone who might um, err on the side of overconfidence has the same problem. It's still looking, you know, just, um, so we just, we, we just need more Jesus and less of us. And that needs to be our prayer every morning. And that needs to be like, Lord, show me the ways, show me, you know, help me to die before I die. <laughs> show yeah. me the areas that I still need to die. And that is my, that is my life um, goal. <laughs> It's just so that I can have more Jesus. Yeah, that's a good word. That is such a good word. I think about how my, my dad talks about that, or he has like my whole life. I remember growing up and hearing, he would just say, all for Jesus. Yeah. All for Jesus. And that really is a great word to leave our podcast on today. So Michelle, I want to thank you for being with us, for sharing your heart with us. I want to thank you for being on mission to serve Jesus in the corner of the world where he's placed you. And the encouragement that we have together as we share this with the, all of the women who follow us on leveragewomen.com is that wherever God has placed you, whatever task he has put in front of you, wholeheartedly with that attitude of all for Jesus, dive in to what he has for you. And it may seem insignificant. It may seem like nobody cares or nobody sees it. But our Heavenly Father sees it. And everything that we do in Jesus' name brings them honor and brings them glory. And that is our goal. So thank you for sharing that with us today. And we are just blessed to have you with us. Oh, well, you've been such a blessing in my life, such a mentor, such an encouragement. I don't even know uh, where I'd be without you. So I'm thankful for you, Krista. We all need you. We all need each other. That's for sure. So thank you, Michelle.